Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 6th. As we come off another Phillies victory, the Phillies... Yet again, break up the Phillies. The Phillies 4-0 to start the season in a game yesterday against the Mets. The Mets' first game of the season. Jacob DeGrom on the hill against Matt Morin. It just felt like a loss. Like, it felt like a loss. Like, that game felt like a loss. I was so supremely confident that I would be coming here to talk to you about a loss. That's what I thought was going to happen. And shame on me for doubting the Phillies. Um, as you know, just, uh, a, a real gutsy win. Uh, they battled, they fought and, uh, refused to say die and no, they didn't beat Jacob deGrom, but they waited until they got Jacob deGrom out of the game and they were able to capitalize. And ultimately it was, um, you know, a real, an exciting win again is, uh, it really feels like this team so far this season, in their four wins, yes, did I mention they are four and zero? Your Philadelphia Phillies, first place, four and zero. Just saying. Um, and and in each of the four wins, it feels like a win they wouldn't have had last year. You know, it feels like a game they lose last year. I mean, this game, the bullpen held strong from the third inning on until giving up a run in the ninth, and we'll go through the whole game, but. Man, you know, just uh, timely hitting, timely pitching, and uh, a kind of resilient attitude from this team. And look, I know, you know, we talked about it yesterday, and I'm sure it's something that will be talked about, you know, for a little while until people really feel that, that this team is real, but... You know, they did start 4-0 in, in 2019, beat the Braves 3 and and now and 4-0. So, you know, they have to, to keep doing it. But, I don't know, it definitely does feel, on a couple levels, different with this team. Obviously, just on the, the basic, obvious level that this is a better team than that team was. You know, this is a good baseball team. That, you know, you look at that 2019 team, they didn't have Alec Bohm. They didn't have... The bullpen that, you know, the guys that we have here now, Zach Eflin wasn't the pitcher that he is. Zach Wheeler wasn't here, you know, so it was a very different baseball team. And Gabe Kapler was the manager. So, you know, I think comparing this team to that just from a, a talent level is is faulty logic and players have matured and grown as well. And um, 
And then as we, you know, kind of talked about yesterday as well, just the idea that that it feels like this group of guys, this team, first of all, obviously it seems like a good mix of guys, but but that's secondary to the fact that this mix of guys, this mix of, of veterans, uh, you know, at, at this point, but young veterans, guys who've been in the league, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, whatever it is, um, for most of them, obviously McCutcheon a little more and all that, but um, it's a bunch of guys who who it feels like they all feel like, all right, it's time. It's time to make the playoffs. It's time for this group to to do something, especially, look, I mean, a lot of them, this is their third year together for the, the JT, Bryce, Rees, Nola, all those guys, third year together. Obviously, Nolan and Hoskins here a year longer. But, um, you know, I think it's time. Again, we've heard Rees talk about it before the season. Rees, even after the game, um, I heard him interviewed after the game last night. And kind of, you know, saying the same stuff and talking about, you know, this is a great locker room. This is a great clubhouse. We got, you know, a lot of guys who believe in each other. And, uh, you know, I know that if I come, th- if I can't come through, then the next guy's gonna and all that type of stuff. And yeah, it's a little um, cliche and it's a little sports movie stuff and all that. But I also think a lot of that is is real. It really is. And you know, I think we saw it here, a different sport, but with the, the 2017 Eagles in this city where that was a team that really, you know, the vast majority of, of their success early on came from confidence and belief. Look, they were a super talented roster, and Carson Wentz for most of the season played, you know, an MVP level, and Foles obviously was amazing in the biggest games and all that. But so you need to execute and play well. But it was also a team that had this camaraderie and belief in each other and, um, you know, next man up attitude and all that type of stuff that really carried through the season and felt special and, and felt like it played a big role in propelling them to winning the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying this Phillies team is that yet, but I, I definitely think there's something something cool going on in that that clubhouse with this group of guys and Girardi and the managers they have and all that like I I don't know I feel uh I feel really good about this this squad and this group and nothing and I felt that way coming in the season I just didn't think that you know they would be quite this good so far and obviously it's only four games but you know they're winning resiliently in tough games I mean again they're down two nothing in the eighth and they went five three I mean that's that's good stuff, and they're four and zero against their two biggest competitors in the division. Um, so again, it's super early, and many teams have started hot and cooled off and whatever. But I do think there is reason to believe that this team has a chance to be really good. I mean, it does. There's enough talent there. It's definitely, like I said, a more talented team than Philly's years past. I mean, look, I think for me, my biggest concern holding me back from really thinking this team had a real shot um, coming into the season was the bullpen and especially the scar tissue from last year, even though, you know, obviously a much different bullpen. You saw the names, you know, after the opener and uh, the opening series, you know, looking at the names that pitched this this year's uh, series, you know, the, the Alvarados and the Archie Bradleys and, you know, so on and so forth. And then it's last year, it's like Ramon Rosso and Deolis Guerra and like all these just, not good pitchers, for lack of a meaner phrase. I mean, just horrible pitchers. You know, Cole Irvin, all these guys. And it's so much better this year. And we've seen it. Look, the Phillies bullpen gave up its first round of the season in the ninth when Valverado gave one up. 
last night. I mean, they've given them one run. They've been great. And and yes, they're not gonna, you know, all pitch to to sub three ERAs. They're not gonna all be amazing, obviously, all that. But um, it does pass the eye test too. You know, you watch these guys pitch, and and like obviously Alvarado's a, a ride. You know, he's uh he's intense, and it's not easy or or whatever. But obviously, the stuff is is. Apparent. I mean, it's 101, 102, sinker at 99, slider at 98. It's like, what is this guy doing? Like, who is this this alien throwing the baseball at me? And then, like, Connor Brogdon, like, that dude's got stuff. He's nasty. Like, he is hard to hit. You know, Archie Bradley has got stuff. You know, these guys have stuff. Hector, you know, think what you want of him. He's, he's, he's can be really nasty at times. You know, it just... They got some dudes out there. They got some dudes out there, and uh, I feel I feel better about it. And it, you know, look, they haven't really hit much. They've had one big inning this season, and they're four zero. You know, and the bats will come around. That'll come. But I think uh, you know you have to feel really good. Again, last night's game felt like a stone cold loss. It really did. I'm shocked that we're talking about a win, and. Look, this is a different Phillies team. I shouldn't put the sins of past Phillies teams on their back, but it's hard not to. You know, it's it's scar tissue, like we said before, and and we're fans, and you know, you don't forget. And uh, uh, but so far, so good with with you know this team coming through in big spots, right? I mean, this team is through. They've won four games, and three of them have been. You know, close ones too. You know, where obviously tie games that they've taken the lead in, but this one a, a, a come from behind one last night. I mean, they they came from down to nothing and um, a big inning when they needed it, big hits when they needed it, big pitching when they needed it. And again, four games. I'm not trying to overreact. I'm a, you know, if you've listened to me at all, which I'm sure a lot of you have, if you're listening to the show, that that. You know, you know that I'm a I'm a believer in, in sample size and a believer of numbers, a follower of numbers and all that type of stuff where, you know, I know it's only four games, an hundred and sixty two game season, and to draw any real substantial conclusions from it and it alone would be foolish. But I also think that you can take the evidence you have coming in the season, the things you're looking for, and, and take some things away at least at least hope that some things will continue or feel positive about some things. But yeah, look, again, they're not going 162-0, no matter how much I like to joke that they are. They're, they're, they're probably not going 162-0. We'll say that. Let's that. Um, but, you know, I do think... I think there's real reason to be excited about this team. And, uh, and you know, who knows where it goes. And, you know, I just think they're going to give us a ride. I think they're going to be competitive. And I think that they have a chance, you know, and uh, it would be exciting to have playoff baseball, wouldn't it? I mean, again, especially after last year where – and I'm almost happy in hindsight. You know, obviously you want them to make the playoffs, but but making the playoffs last year, like it, let's say they had made the playoffs, but just winning one more of those last eight games, two of the last eight instead of one of the last eight, of course, not much to ask, right? We'll all agree with that. But even if they had, they make the playoffs with what a a, a sub five hundred record. I mean, you know, for the first time in a decade, and also eight playoff teams. You're one of eight playoff teams in this sham of a season. I don't know. 
I'd almost rather just wait a year and make it for real this year. And I know the wild card game is is not awesome. It's not, but you know, I still, uh, I, you know, I don't know. Part of me, at least, maybe it's just rationalizing with not making it last year. But you know, at least now, I, I think um, I'd rather do it this year. So there you go. How about that? I uh, ultimately, and look, they're so long way from the playoffs, but. Um, all I'm saying is they definitely have a chance, you know, and I think a lot of people when they try and poo-poo the 4-0 start, which again is fair, I'm, I'm with it in the sense of not going to overreact, and I think that's totally fair, but people who poo-poo it almost look at it as like, oh, the Phillies are just going to stink and it's not going to, you know, they're a 500 baseball team or whatever, and I don't think that's true. I think they're better than that. I think they're a good team, and and if luck rolls their way, and if they win these type of games, like if you win close games every year, you know, you see the stat of the teams that, that surprise. It's like, oh, wow, they were like 29 and 5 in one run games, or, you know, whatever those numbers are, higher numbers. You know what I mean, though? Like, but, you know, and, and obviously that'd be incredibly drastic. But, but the idea of like one run games, tight games, winning those games are one of those stats that can fluctuate from year to year. And there is luck involved, and there is you know, bullpen fluctuation year year and all that. And if the Phillies can win a lot of those games, they have a really good chance to make the playoffs. That's how it usually works out in baseball. So I think, you know, so far so good, obviously. And again, they're still far, far, far from the playoffs or a lock to make the playoffs, obviously. Um, but I, I do think it, my, my point is more it's okay to be excited about it and it's okay to, you know, I'm not saying get your hopes up, but it's okay to, to think that they're going to contend for the playoffs because they are. I, you know, I really believe that. Um, all right. Uh, last night's game. Uh, it was a, again, a really fun one. It felt like a loss as DeGrom just mowing Phillies down. I mean, DeGrom goes six, three hits, two walks, seven strikeouts, only through 77 pitches. So I'd like to thank the Mets for taking him out when they did. I know they said coming in, he had a a hundred pitch limit. He didn't even come close to that. I'm shocked. He came out when he did absolutely floored. And look, it cost them the game, ultimately, in the sense maybe you get one more inning, you bring Miguel Castro in for the eighth, who looked good in the seventh, and handled the Phillies, and then you bring in Edwin Diaz, your closer, and you don't have to worry about Trevor May and, and Aaron Loop, uh, but they did, and it worked out. Trevor May's a good pitcher, but the Phillies got to him, and credit the Phillies. Maybe they would have gotten anybody in that spot, um, but DeGrom, they certainly weren't getting to. It felt helpless. It really did. Watching that guy just... Mo Phillies hitters down really felt like as close to helpless as you can feel watching a baseball game. Just like, all right, we, we have no chance. There's, nothing's going to happen while this guy's in the game. Let's just wait till he's out of the game. And here's what the Phillies did, and you gave him credit, credit for, is, you know, look, they, they didn't, I think the Mets manager deciding to only have DeGrom pitch 77 pitches uh, was the biggest reason he got out of the game. But So the offense, you don't give a ton of credit to. But I think you do give a credit to the bullpen. First of all, Matt Moore, uh, three strong and then absolutely just falls apart. Uh, you know, not three strong, it's not fair. Two strong and then ran into some trouble in the third, but gets out of it. Gets out of a base load jam. And then loads him again in the fourth. Ultimately falls apart. Um, ends up giving up two runs there. Uh, an RBI single for, for McCann and then... DeGrom making it 2 nothing in the fourth. Matt Moore's final line ultimately three and a third. Four hits, four walks, two runs, four Ks. Yuck. So, yeah, Matt Moore, uh, you know, um, wasn't super bullish on the signing. Uh, wasn't super bullish on him as the four starter coming in the season. Um, 
he was out of baseball last year in Japan. You know, he hasn't been good in the majors since like 2016. And even then it was average. He was good before that, you know, a while ago. Uh, you know, maybe there's something there. He looked good at times in spring training. And we saw flashes of it last night. It certainly looked good early, but that was the first time through the lineup. We all know the classic Vinny V, right? You know, first time through the lineup. Then the second time, you know, even Vinny used to get to the third time. And then that was the disaster most of the time. Uh, but, um, yeah, fell apart second time through the lineup. Um, and, uh, and that was it. And it, it felt like in that moment, the game was, was over. Um, cause you're asking a lot of your bullpen, but, but Brandon Kinsler comes in with the bases loaded and one out and my dude gets it done. And this is double play comes out, pitches another clean inning and inning and two thirds, one hit for Kinsler. Awesome. Coonrod, Sam Coonrod comes in. Boom, two shutout, three strikeouts, one hit, no walks. Thank you. Connor Brogdon, shutout inning, ultimately gets the win. So we're up to the eighth inning, 2 nothing still. Somehow it's only 2 nothing in this spot. I don't understand. This is not the Phillies we knew of last year for certain. The bullpen held it down. And the fun thing to see last night is like, look, over the weekend we felt really good about Alvarado, and, you know, a wild ride as it is, and Archie and Hector and, um, you know, the guys we saw get the, bro- the job done. Brogdon, who we saw last night as well. Um, but we got to see some of the new guys. You know, or not new guys. They are new guys, but new guys comparatively in the sense that we got to see Kensler and Coonrod both between the two of them, three and two-thirds shutouts. So, you know, we're talking about uh, Philly's bullpen where you feel like good about six guys? Is that possible is that allowed again early things are going to change i know this isn't going to carry on forever but really nice man it really nice against against a good mets lineup like top to bottom maybe a more talented lineup than the braves lineup i mean lindor obviously is an absolute stud conforto is such a great hitter and and t-max said during the broadcast that Conforto has 20 career home runs against the Phillies. I couldn't believe it. He hasn't been in baseball that long. Like, he's been in baseball for a little while now. He's been a great hitter, um, but a beast. Alonzo, they got J.D. Davis and McNeil and McCann and Brandon Nimmo, who I just despise. Like, that guy's so unlikable. Um, it, just as a baseball player. It's sports dis- despising, not real life. He's, I'm sure he's a fine fellow, but I hate him. He, the the run the sprinting down the first after the walk it's like ah and he's got a punchable face let's be real he has a punchable face um but uh ultimately uh the bullpen holds that lineup scoreless essentially two through the eighth and then the Phillies finally break through finally as uh they load the bases uh big at bat from Reese Hoskins there as Hoskins able to work a walk in a spot where, um, you know, really looked like, um, excuse me, I, I hit a single to right field, but it uh, looked like a spot where, you know, was down 0-2, really looked like um, a tough spot, and, and I didn't have a ton of faith and was able to rip a single to right after Brad Miller, big-time Brad, coming in and getting a big hit as well. Um, and then uh, run scores on a Bryce Harper getting hit by a pitch with the bases loaded makes it 2-1. Then Romuto single scores a run. And then and Alec Bohm grounded at third base. And the third baseman just decides to fire it home, uh, thinking of the double play, I guess, when it was just like, bro, get the out, man. <laughs> get the out at home first and foremost. And uh, made a mistake. And 
Fired at home, ultimately led to an error, two-run score there, and then a Didi Gregorius sack fly makes it five to two. Timely hitting. The Phillies came through, and Trevor May's a good pitcher. The guy they started that that inning off, and Aaron Loop, former Philly, was very good last year. I I uh, didn't look good against the Phillies last night. Um, some weird managerial moves from the Mets manager, also. Um, but ultimately, look, the Phillies came through in a matter. Then Alvarado, look, it got a little scary. Comes out. Mows down the first two guys, just looks completely dominant. You know, again, 101, 199 sinker, you know, just like a, 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 a unhittable machine of pitching godliness. And then he, you know, Jose Alvarado's out a little bit and gives up a couple hits and, you know, you get a little nervous. And then he's ultimately finally able to get out of it. Induces a deep fly ball, gives up a run. So it's 5 3, two runners on. Pete Alonso at the place, and a deep fly ball to right field. And you're sitting there going, oh no, it's about to be 6 to 5. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And uh, and it wasn't as the ball went to the warning track, but Harper able to corral it there. The Phillies get a big, big, big W. Again, a W that. At least to me, and maybe other Phillies fans felt differently, and, and props to them if they had more uh, faith in the Phillies than I did in this case, and, and they were right. I was not, uh, but uh, I definitely, when DeGrom was just mowing the Phillies down, I was like, this this just feels over. It doesn't feel like the Phillies are going to fight back in this one, and maybe it's also because I went into the game thinking the Phillies would lose because it's like, all right, it's DeGrom, we're 3-0, and Feels like a loss. Then we get back at it. Get get after Strowman game two. You know, DeGrom, their first game of the season. They're going to come out super white hot. All that. Like, you're expecting that. And then, look, hey, the Phillies proved me wrong. And uh, and that's something to really like about this team. Yet again, we talk about it. But this feels like a team that's got some early mojo. And again, yes, things can change. Yes, it's early. But they've definitely got some mojo going. And, look, we talked about it yesterday, but... You know, a hot start can really set the tempo for a season in so many ways. Obviously, as we've talked about, like the momentum is real and also the confidence it can build in a sport all about confidence in a lock uh, clubhouse for a team like the confidence it can build is is so massively important and can really carry a team through a season and and raise them and whatnot and then on top of that as i mentioned the other day too but the idea that look if you get off to a start and you know let's say let's say um just for argument's sake the phillies start off and i don't think this is gonna happen because it's a really good start but let's say 12 and 3 okay theoretically conceivable they're they're four and oh so that means they'd have to go eight and three in their next 11 games theoretically conceivable now it's against the braves and the mets so Probably unlikely, but let's say they start off twelve and three. Um, if they start off twelve and three and play five hundred baseball the rest of the way, you know, then you're you're nine games over five hundred at the end of the season. You're sitting there with whatever ninety wins, you know, or yeah, ninety eight, ninety one. Um, I'm bad at math. It's either eighty nine or ninety one. Regardless, the point is, you know, if you can just maintain after that, it can make such a massive difference for your season. Like so, you know, this is um. It's exciting that the Phillies are getting off to this start and doing it against the Braves and the Mets makes it so much better. And obviously they have to continue it. They have to they keep rolling. But, um, again, there, there's no reason not to be excited about this start because um, they're a talented team that has a chance. 
And when you start hot, when you build momentum and you get that confidence going, certainly against your your most uh, your biggest opponents um, in your division, I mean, you know, that says something. And I think that really does ultimately lead to uh, lead to good things. So we're off to a good start. Um, back at it tonight. Uh, two more games in the series than an off day Thursday before the Phillies head to Atlanta. Um, Chase Anderson against Marcus Stroman tonight. Another pitching disadvantage, but look, they won yesterday with pissing disadvantage. Uh, Stroman, certainly not DeGrom either. I like Stroman, but he's no Jacob DeGrom. And Chase Anderson's, you know, fine. I I, I actually, I, as I said, I think on this show and, and have said other places, but I, I was actually more concerned about more than Chase Anderson. Uh, I think more probably is higher ceiling, but... Chase Anderson is is steady. Like he's not great, but he's he's okay. He's fine. He's gonna give you six and, and three or four runs. He'll he'll keep you in a game. Uh, he's fine. Um, Stroman's better, but that didn't matter last night. Maybe it won't matter tonight. So uh, it'll be fun. Let's see if the Phillies can go for five and zero. They started four and zero two years ago, and then they didn't win more than four games in a row the rest of the season. So uh, maybe they can already beat that team in that sense uh, tonight, and then uh, tomorrow. Nola versus Peterson in a 405 or so. Uh, let's go. Take him down, Phils. Let's go. Let's go 5 0. Either way. Uh, even 4 1 is very nice. I won't complain, but uh, it'd be fun to see 5 0 either way. When we find out, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24 7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.